The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, welcome to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. We are so thankful that you're joining us today. My name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with my friend Mike Fiella. Today, we're going to be sharing some God-sized stories from the mission field. Mike, how are you, my man? Another week. Another week, another day, another time to spend with you and with the listeners and with our guests. I'm excited. It's a it's a great morning. I don't want to say spring is sprung. That That's already sprung. It feels like summer around here now in western New York, as the rest of the country has already been been there, but it's, it's exciting. 200 cities across America today are joining us, and we are so thankful for those listening in the Dakotas, North and South Dakota. Uh, we're coming uh, your way uh, in September. We're going to tell you a little bit more about what 8 Days Hope will be doing in Sioux Falls, uh, city in South Dakota. I think it's Sioux Falls City, or is it just Sioux Falls? I better figure that out, don't I? It's Sioux Falls, I think. There you go. I, I think I think you're right. So the number eight bring, uh, in the Bible means new beginnings, and what Eight Days Hope does is we travel the country, and for the most part, we build things. We build homes for uh, for those who didn't have insurance after natural disaster. We build homes for those rescued from sex trafficking. And so we have led, Mike, about 40,000 volunteers now the last 15 years, and the, and the unique thing about the ministry, um, they weren't 40,000 contractors. In fact, about half of them were skilled. Sure. They're painters, handymen, handywomen, uh, the, you know, they're, they're uh, plumbers, electricians. And the other half are college students and single moms and Boy Scout groups. Absolutely. It's amazing what God has done through Eight Days of Hope. Absolutely. And can you talk for just a moment? I'm going to throw this out at you. Some of the 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 assets i don't mean financially um but the equipment and things that we have that we are ready to serve communities with you know mike in the last 15 years this ministry has has grown from a phone call from a father to a son saying let's go help out one family now to a national ministry we're based in tupelo mississippi where donors uh, helped us build our national headquarters which houses some of the equipment i'll allude to in a minute it also is our training facility uh, for our leaders, 180 volunteer leaders in 30 states, 11 different denominations. I'm throwing a lot of numbers out to listeners. You're good. We have yeah. a building up in the Northeast in Buffalo, New York, mm-hmm. where we are actually taping the show today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a Midwest satellite in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. So when there's a disaster in Minnesota, when there's a disaster in Pennsylvania, when a hurricane hits Georgia, okay. we can be in three different spots at one time with leaders and equipment, because that's what your question was. Sure. Uh, we have about $3 million of equipment God has provided the last four years. We have shower trailers and feeding trailers and bobcats and, and, and pickup trucks and, and lifts to do chainsaw work. God has given us pumps and muck-out kits and tarps for, for roofs affected by tornadoes, all paid for, all donated, donated. in the name of Jesus. And that was from a phone call from a dad to a son. Yeah, yeah right. I don't. I don't think my dad. I mean, my dad is a smart guy, but I don't think he ever you know, never thought it was going to no, be like this. No, I mean, come on. Some days you sure. just wake up and like, really, Lord. I mean, we were in Houston after Harvey Mike. Think about this. Forty six hundred and ninety two people came. Oh, come on. From fifty states and eleven countries. 11 countries. That's and right. And they helped eight hundred and eight families rebuild their homes for free in two eight-day events. I'm, I'm so glad you remember these numbers because those are powerful numbers that it's it's mind-blowing to think that that would happen. 
again, from a phone call from a dad, and then just as it's all developed. And it, where's it going to go? Where's it going from here, Steve? <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> well, I know where it's going the next five months because we have some dates we're going to share today with the listeners. <laughs> it's good. Uh, I know that, um, you know, in, in, in just in a, what, three, four weeks, uh, June 11th and 12th, we'll be in Sheldon, Iowa, on the western side of the state. Uh, okay. We'll be partnering with Rise Fest, a Christian music festival. We'll have a booth there. We'll be uh, speaking a little bit, sharing about what God is doing through Eight Days of Hope. Um, next week, we think we're going to have a, a major announcement where we're going to do something in the Northeast, uh, okay. outside of our Northeast satellite in Buffalo, New York in late July. In August, we're believing that we'll be announcing as well in the next week or two that we'll be helping out families in need in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, after last year's DeRocho. And we'll, we're looking at August for that. And then September, okay. we'll be in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and we are building a facility. S- safe house. A safe house for those yes. rescued from sex trafficking. Mm. Now, I know if you're driving down the road and your grandkids are in the back seats, you're like, ooh, should I keep it here on the dial? You can. We're yeah. not going to cross those lines. But sex, sex trafficking is real, Mike. Yes. It's the fastest growing mm. crime in the world. And Eight Days of Hope started a new arm mm-hmm. about a year ago. In fact, we just named our new Safe House Ministry Director, Hannah Fletcher, who's gonna be, who just joined the team. And she's going to become the expert uh, for Eight Days of Hope. Sex trafficking is real. I know last week we talked to Kelly Diane Galloway, yeah. who still is walking today. She's today. making her way to New Jersey yes. for the Free Them Walk, where she's trying to raise a million dollars. Free to, Them Walk. Yes, yes, Free Them Walk, uh, trying to bring attention uh, to that challenge in America and to raise a million dollars. So a lot going on with Eight Days of Hope. It's an exciting time. <laughs> it was there dead air Mike, for just a minute. No, Mike. Mike, you're looking at me. It, like, it's like, is it my turn? No, now? it is. <laughs> no, but when you think about what God is doing, sometimes it does. Like you have to like stop in awe of who He is. Absolutely. Our God is moving. I know our country's got challenges. Sure. I mean, we're very polarized people these days in America. We are. Mm. I don't care if you're extreme right, extreme left, mask, no mask, vaccinate, what all that stuff. God is in control. He sits on a stone. He's still moving through his people. Come on. And he wants to move through you. Join us. Go to 8dayshope.com, submit your email address, and we'll let you know whenever God calls us to go serve somebody in need. And don't let COVID stop you. (laughs) No. It it didn't stop us this year, right? Oh, no. We've been to nine disasters the last year. Now, we do it a little bit differently. You know, we we well, sure. put some protocols in place, sure. and now we're easing those up as things have gotten dramatically better. As right. we see, the light is getting brighter at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, these are challenging times, but it's a great time for the church to shine. But see, God will continue to open a door if we just look to him. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And the faith, no matter if what's going on in the country, faith in Jesus, faith in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And as we look to him... He'll show us a way. I always use your terminology, pivot. You have to be open, if you're, especially if you're a leader or a pastor. You know, these are times we need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. And he says, go right, you go right, left, stand still, whatever he says to do, hear his voice, and uh, you'll be blessed. I like that, Mike. It's Sometimes, you know, it is about being still and listening and then moving. You know, sometimes we sure. hear from the Lord and, you know, we— we, we talk about, you know, we think God's speaking to us, but then we don't do anything with that. I mean, I really mm. believe, I've said this thousands of times, the greatest sermon I ever heard is the one I saw. That's right. I get it. We need to be in God's Word. We, we need to be part of a church fellowship. I agree. I agree. At the same time, with that, we need to be the hands and feet of Jesus. That's it. Look at your two hands. Look at your two feet. What are they doing for the kingdom today? 
Hmm. I mean, dude, I mean, I, I love sports. You know, I, I was a college athlete. God blessed me and gave me some opportunities to run track and play football and really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. But but now as I've aged and I, I get to watch, mm-hmm. maybe I can't get into that game, but don't watch ministry from the sidelines. There you go. Come you, on. You always say there's three things somebody can do. Yes. Go and, ahead. Okay. And that's number one, pray. Number two, you can volunteer. There's always avenues to volunteer. And number three, you can donate. There's and, and, and each one, each one is a challenge. You know, take the time to really gut wrenchingly pray, get on your knees and mm-hmm. say, Oh God, help this and help that and and, uh, and and then when you're usually that prayer will lead to why why don't I do something? Yes. Why don't I sure why don't I get in the car and go? And it can be something as simple as making sandwiches, or if you are skilled, you can you can use your skills for, for whatever that skill is. And everyone, everyone can donate. You can go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. See how you can, you know, give to a certain uh, aspect of the ministry or just be a monthly partner. I mean, yeah, do it. You can become a monthly partner on our website, 8daysofhope.com. You can mail a check to P.O. Box 3208-3208, Tupelo, Mississippi, 38803. And that that address is on our website and our Facebook page. We're also on Instagram and Twitter. We have some... Twitter followers out there. Tweeters. Tweeters? <laughs> no, I don't know. Twitters, you're right. You're on there. I, I am. I know. You know, at my age, I'm pretty savvy with this. <laughs> you mentioned something about age, I go, oh, whatever. Yeah, anyway. Welcome to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. We share God-sized stories from the mission field. Today, John Fuquay, one of the 180 volunteer leaders, he lives in Kentucky. We're going to be talking to John. He's been on many trips. And here's a guy, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to say this before we get him on the air. So he's, he's a big wig with a corporation. But what I love about John is his gift is sales and marketing, and he's helped this company grow dramatically. We'll talk about his, the company in a minute. But he uses those same gifts in the ministry world. So okay. here's a guy who's maybe not the best person in the world with a saw, okay. but, he, but he can speak, he can communicate, he can help market. Organize. He can organize. Yeah. He's he has got some administration gifts, and and that's the perfect example to the listener out there. You you could be great with computers. Do you know that Eight Days Hope today is in dire need of people that are gifted with IT things, okay. laptops and networks and databases. I mean, if that's you, I mean, you just didn't hear that by accident. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> call a, us. There's a need. Contact us. Info i n f o at eight days of hope dot com. And just tell us that, hey, I'm gifted with IT. I heard it on the radio today. I was driving to Missouri and and, and um, info, I-N-F-O at ADs Hope. We, we really do need some IT people. You know, Steve, and the, and the listeners need to hear this, there is something for everyone to do, no matter what your skill level is or what your gifting is. Amen. Um, and, and we've had some people come out just because they felt like they needed to come, and they learned something. They did. <laughs> and they did. I remember my daughter was being interviewed. I think she was 21 at the time, Hannah. Um, who has just joined the ministry, Hannah Fletcher, used to be Hannah Tiber before her marriage. Um, mm. But I remember someone was interviewing her, and they said, well, what do you know how to do? And she goes, well, I know how to set a toilet. Don't really love it, but I can do that. I, I know how to hang drywall. I love getting up on roofs. And, you know, flooring's okay. Insulation, I can do that. But, boy, it drives me crazy. It's itchy. 
and the lady said, so did your dad teach you all this, meaning me? And Hannah started to laugh. She said, are you serious? My dad didn't teach me any of that. That's not who he is. Sure. But now my daughter, yeah. you know, uh, she she, uh, she has her own tools. Good for her. She is. She's some. <laughs> what an additive she's going to be to this team. And the, yeah. And Safe uh, House Ministry Director. We're excited yeah. for her. And now you, you just were at her graduation not, yeah. not too long ago. Yeah. And uh, Down in Tennessee. I could just see you beaming as a dad. Why? She's such a special young lady. Well, how do you not beam when your kid goes to 60 college classes and gets 60 A's? That, that's, that's, Mike. That's only Hannah. I'm telling you. She's just... Okay. So, so here was my joke for her professor. I said, what's the big deal? 4.0. You know, it was only 2.1 better than me. <laughs> and he looked at me and said, what? <laughs> I, I was a little bit higher than 1.9, but not much, not much higher. But anyway. <laughs> hey, enough about that. Thank you for joining Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Uh, for more information about the ministry, check out our YouTube channel. We have now helped 7,000 families mm. rebuild their homes for free after natural disasters. And just recently finished, Mike, our sixth project for those rescued from sex trafficking. We've been to Texas and Indiana New York. Uh, we'll be going to South Dakota. If you're a ministry out there and you provide hope to those who've been rescued from trafficking, uh, check out our website at 8daysofhope.com. There's an application process, but we're willing to consider coming to serve your organization for free to build a facility. More information at 8daysofhope.com. I love that. For free. <laughs> Whenever I hear that or I see that, your your eyes light up with this. Well, <laughs> Well, I, I take it for granted that the listeners know that all we do is for free, sure. all in the name of Jesus. But I did have recently someone say, so do you do it like at a discount? I'm like, discount? What are you talking about? And I just you can't take for granted the listeners know no, that. Right. And, and if you hear us saying donate and, and pray and, and get involved, but don't turn off to the donations because it goes all straight to the front lines. 100 pass through. So we have partners. There are national partners. They're on our website. 8daysofhope.com. And um, one of our partners is Renaissance Bank. Renaissance Bank is is based in Tupelo, Mississippi, where okay. our headquarters is at. But they have branches along the south. Mm-hmm. And so this is a bank that's publicly traded, but they believe so much in what 8 Days Hope does that they partner with us. And yes. that allows your gifts, when you donate to 8 Days Hope, 100%, it doesn't go to a salary, a building, that's a right. truck, gasoline. It goes to serving people in need. And so, again, you can do that on our website at 8daysofhope.com. Hey, when we come back in just a minute, we're going to be talking to John Fuquay. John is one of our leaders. He's been on many trips, and he's going to be sharing some God-sized stories from the mission field. Can't wait to hear that. Love God-sized stories. Can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Thank you for joining us. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. 8 Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products at Provia.com, P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of 8 Days of Hope. The fastest growing crime in America and across the world is sex trafficking. We're talking about millions of lives, even children. Did you know the average age of a child who's trafficked in America is 12 years old? 
Eight Days of Hope has decided to be a part of the solution with the body of Christ around the country. It's amazing to think that there's 13,000 animal shelters in our country, and that's a good thing, but there's less than 1,000 safe places for people who've been rescued from sex trafficking to go to. I know it's not a fun subject to talk about, but God has called the church to take its blinders off and end this human tragedy. At 8 Days of Hope, we're going to partner with an existing ministry, and for 14 days, we'll bring skilled volunteer professionals to renovate, rebuild, or remodel facility so that more can be rescued and receive the emotional, physical, and spiritual help they need. For more information on how you can get involved with our Safe House construction ministry, please email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com or go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Good God Almighty by David Crowder. I love that song, Mike. I don't know if you've listened to it, but mm-hmm, so thankful yeah. for uh, David and all that he's done. He's a he's a Texan where we've done a lot of our work down in Texas, uh, but um, so thankful sure. for him using his gifts. Oh, love his music. To encourage to us all the time. this morning, yes. Well, good morning in the Central Time Zone and out west. Good afternoon on the East Coast. Steve Tiber, Mike Fiala. Uh, you're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope, and today, Mike, we have a special guest with us. He's, um, you, you know, you're. I'm not a teacher because you know teachers and parents aren't supposed to have favorites, right? Right. Definitely not parents. Yes, you can't. But there are some leaders that you just kind of gravitate to, right? Sure. This guy is one of those one of guys those that guys. I gravitate to, and he just kind of told me why he thinks. You know, we're both salesmen in our past. <laughs> He's still in his present. That's part of my past. But John Fuquay calling from Kentucky. John, good morning. How are you, my man? Good morning. It's a great day to be alive and uh, and on the radio with buddies from Eight Days of Hope. Blessed <laughs> with every breath. Uh, so, John, uh, I smile whenever I hear your voice because um, we do we do have some similarities, which is sometimes good news and sometimes we need to find someone to balance our enthusiasm to move quickly uh, but john tell the listeners a little bit about you know you as a person where you live um your 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 family status and then maybe about you know what you do for work and then we'll talk a little bit about your involvement with eight days of hope oh i uh, you can argue where i live uh you know, I live on the Tennessee-Kentucky line. My business is in Paris, Tennessee. Our family home is in Murray, Kentucky. That's where we raised our children. I'm married to a beautiful redhead named Jan, uh, who was a gift from God to me. Uh, you know, I needed her in my life, something horrible. She keeps me on the, the straight path and <laughs> love reels me in from time to time when I need reeled in. I have two adult children that I'm awfully proud of, and 
the apple of my eye, my seven-year-old granddaughter. I got to play school bus driver this morning and drop her off in school. And let me tell you something. When a seven-year-old stands up in the back seat of a car and kisses you on the cheek and says, Bye, Papa John, it'll melt a gruff old heart. (laughs) Go go ahead, Mike. No, No, so, John, so... You know, you do have roots uh, in the business world. You're you're a corporate leader. Um, tell the listeners a little bit about the company that you help lead, and and, uh, and then we'll talk about about ATs of Hope. You know, I I've been blessed with uh, the. I guess blessed is the only word you can say to have one job, one real job, my entire career. I started at a real small food manufacturing company called Allegro Fine Foods in 1983. Mm-hmm and uh, have been here ever since. Uh, We are a a food manufacturer of our own products and then custom manufacturer for others. And, you know, I'll I'll go to the big picture here of of my career in Eight Days of Hope. I've been blessed beyond anything I deserve, but I spent the first 30 or so years of my career trying to become more successful Mm. and looking for that one more thing that would make me happy. And, you know, I I thought if I could accomplish this or I won this award or or I opened up a new building or came out with a new product, that's that's what's going to make me happy. Mm. And then uh, I bring another buddy of mine and Steve's up or of all of ours, Ron Malone. I went to church with Ron and Ron invited me to go with him on a mission trip to Tupelo, Mississippi, after a tornado had hit. Two thousand fourteen. There you go. I was going to ask you when that was. Two thousand fourteen. They all go by in a blur and just come together when you've done a lot of them. And uh, you know, I I distinctly remember meeting Steve Tiber the first time. uh, uh, Worship had been over, and he was sitting off to the side, pecking on his computer, figuring something out, and. Ron and I walked up there, and, and we actually came up with a brainstorm that night to raise money. We were going to shave uh, a fourth of Ron's beard off one night and see how much we could raise to shave it the next night. And I think before it was over with, we'd raised three or $4,000. So that was the beginning of a good relationship. I remember All that. Right. Well, let's let's stop right there because I mean we want to hear more about your first uh, time with ATs Hope. We're talking to John Fuquay here on Hope Reigns, a broadcast of ATs Hope. Um, but what we did, Mike, and I don't I don't know if you remember, but um, you know he had a long white beard, okay. and we shaved it off in portions. And you're right, John. We raised I think about thirty two hundred dollars. Oh my! But Mike, the coolest story we did it over a period of a couple days, and oh. so he would go to a family in need to help them rebuild their house, oh, and he had like half. Half of his beard and half of his head, and they were the opposites half. Where he had oh, here, oh, I'm telling you. So, so you know, I said that's fine. He can do this, but don't let him be the first face that that family sees because <laughs> right. they're going to lock the door and, and and run and hide. But uh, that was a great me- uh, memory, John. A lot of a lot of good memories. Absolutely, and you know, I I'll tell my story of that eight days of hope. Uh, trip. Number one, you know, I think God does everything for a reason, and and God threw three or four big obstacles up in my life, including my wife breaking her ankle the week before that trip. Just everything seemed to line up to keep me from going on that trip. And I sat down with my father-in-law, who was as good a Christian as, as ever walked the face of this earth, and I said, I just, I don't think I can go. And he looked at me and said, that would be totally unacceptable. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, you know, the devil's going to try and keep you from doing God's work. And if you're wanting to go do it, 
and you're getting obstacles put up, it's because the devil's scared of what you might accomplish. And, you know, I met Steve that day, and a transformation in my life happened on that first eight days of Hope Trip because I would have told you I was the best Christian that that I could be. And I was on Sunday morning. I helped open the church. I was a deacon. I was an elder. I was a van driver. I filled in for the minister sometimes. I took up the collection. But I was a Sunday Christian. When the lights came on that morning, I I became a Christian. And when the lights went off afternoon, I lived the rest of my life just like anyone else. And eight days of hope in that week taught me that being a Christian was a a seven-day-of-the-week event, not a not a one-day-a-week event, that it's how you live your life all week long that makes more difference than what you do on Sunday morning. So, John, was there something specific that brought you to that point? And you're even saying on the first day, what really jarred you inside to say, hey, I've been living like this, and I need to live like this now? Well, again, I think everything happens for a reason. And I come from a military family. My my dad retired after 30 years in the military, mm. fought in three wars. And that's very near and dear to my heart. And when we went, and, you know, I'm new to this. I'm a little overwhelmed, honestly. If you remember, we were in the Furniture Mart, and I think that might have been the biggest building we've ever been in. <laughs> it was to that and, point. Uh, yep, to that point. For, for a new volunteer, that could be just a little bit uh, – overwhelming let's say and uh, i just kind of followed ron around and we went and we had our youth group from church had come with us so we had a group of about oh 10 or 12 kids and three or four adults and we all wanted to stay together so we went and found a job and there was a gentleman in cupolo named aubrey hayes i'll always remember that name and we went to clear his yard he had about 15 trees down in his yard and when we knocked on the door the gentleman was, I'm going to guess, 90 years old. He was a World War II veteran, my dad a World War II veteran, and he reminded me of my father. And I lost my father at a very early age. But uh, that gentleman uh, had a mess, and we worked all week cleaning his yard up. And he had a big backyard, including a prayer garden in his backyard. And his prayer garden you couldn't even get to. Uh, it had so many trees down on it. And his wife was in, in poor health, and she literally had not been out of the house since the tornado had hit. And you guys probably know the duration of time between when that tornado hit right. and we did this rebuilding trip, right. a considerable amount of time. And uh, we started work on his yard, and I can tell the story would get way too long, but uh, I can tell you that through a lot of acts of divine intervention, we got that yard cleaned up, and Mr. Hayes was out in that yard working with us every day. And our youth group decided they wanted to adopt this little prayer garden that he had, and they went to, to, to a local nursery and bought some flowers, and we made him carved him a cross and made him a little stool back there and put flowers out in mm. it. And the next day, he told his wife, that she had a doctor's appointment, so she'd get in the car with him. And he drove her around the block and came into their property from the backside. And that was the first time his wife had been out of the house since the tornado had hit. They spent the entire afternoon sitting in their prayer garden. Hmm. And, you know, it just, those things are supposed to happen. And if you just take a step back and think about it and look at it, you know, it's, it's not by accident that, number one, that was the first place I went, that I connected with that homeowner that much, and uh, and that that event then happened, and we got to witness it. 
you know, Mike, it, it's been seven years since John went to Tupelo, Mississippi to help out after that EF3 tornado that um, damaged hundreds of homes back mm. in 2014. But I can still hear the emotion sure. on his voice because when, when, when you step out in faith and you say yes to the Lord, use me, mm-hmm. and he says, okay, I'm going to use you, you're changed forever. You are. You know, even if John never comes and serves with AD's Hope again for whatever reason, health, family, whatever, he was changed that day. And the only reason he was changed is God allowed him to experience a life changing moment because he said yes. Absolutely. You see, there's Amen. a, there's a, a disaster that happens, and someone like John answers the call. And yes, I believe Jesus is interested in helping that person. Uh, as far as the homeowner, but he's got an ultimate purpose for you that comes and says yes and volunteers. He's got his eye on you, us as people, and he does miracles in our heart. 7,000 families have had their homes rebuilt by Volunteers with Eight Days Hope, John being one of them. But John, that family, that gentleman's name that you knew, I mean, we've helped... I can't remember the name. Sometimes I can't remember, you know, Mike's name. No, Mike, I'm (laughs) I'm kidding there. I always remember your name. But John, that impacted you in a big way. And and after that trip, you you start traveling with us from coast to coast. Where else have you been with Eight Days of Hope? Well, you know, I tried to think of that. I've been on every <laughs> rebuilding trip since then, and as near as I can wow. calculate back up, because I did that uh, last night, I've made thirty-one total trips. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, thirty-one, thirty-one I've disasters. Been to three, been to three of the safe house rebuilds, uh, mm-hmm. all of the rebuilding trips, uh, including all three of them to Houston, did the follow-up trip to Houston. And, you know, there are things that people don't realize that go on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we publicize these big trips, but, you know, we came back to Tupelo for a week, I guess a couple of months after that trip, and, right. and tied up loose ends and made some really good friends, uh, you know, on that trip. Uh, went back down and worked at a place called Crossroads Ranch, and uh, yes. I listened to a I listened to a couple of Hope Rain stories over the year, and I even heard a story about a gentleman losing his rights to use a nail gun uh, at that <laughs> at that ranch. But, uh, all right, all right. So, so now you got the listeners' ears perked up. Go ahead, John. I'll give you the I'll give you the uh, the uh, uh, exclusive uh, on national radio to to explain what you meant by that. Well, I think I have to tell the funny side of that story because I've done that same thing. Okay, okay. If you're not trained to use those nail guns, they can sometimes fire when you don't oh, me. and in a direction you can't. But uh, our illustrious leader might have taken a nail through the soft tissue of a finger. And uh, the funny side of it, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a catastrophic injury, and we luckily had a doctor on site. But I thought the funny side, I'm pretty sure it was a near and dear family member of yours rather <laughs> than was. over consoling you, had the phone out taking a video and a picture. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so here, thank you, John. Um, talking to John Fuquay here on Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days Hope. So I decided to work that day, and I, and I was able to use a gun to shoot wood soffit into a soffit and for some reason it's like doom 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 and then all of a sudden I hear boop and I thought well that's a different sound and I look at my left index finger (laughs) and the nail is going right through my finger oh my my and I'm on a ladder so I can't freak out 
Part of me is like, I don't want anyone to see because they're going to make fun of me for the next 30 years. <laughs> right, John? And I'm coming wow. down the ladder and Dr. Snow was there and he says, oh, no, no problem. I'll get it out. Meanwhile, my daughter, Hannah, who we were just complimented a minute ago, sure. goes and gets her phone. By the time I got that nail pulled out by a, by literally a pair of pliers, oh my. okay, and now my finger's fine, and, and we do have we do take care of first aid issues at eight days of <laughs> But by the time it was pulled out, probably had about 150 likes already on social media because my daughter posted that on multiple oh, sites. Oh, boy. Um, and, and so you're right, John. They don't give me a, a power tool anymore, do they? That that young lady was a straight A student by moving quickly in certain, yeah, yeah. certain circumstances. Yeah, right. She well, understands social media uh, marketing. Yeah, she does. Well, as a dad, I would have gave her a, a D minus. But oh man, what a blessing there, Steve, to have a daughter that uh, doesn't know how to get a B in school. Amen. Wow, takes after her mama. That's for sure. Because oh, that wow. wasn't that wasn't her dad. Hey, we're talking to John Fuquay. He's one of the leaders of Eight Days of Hope. John, you've traveled the country: Louisiana, Texas, Tennessee. Kentucky. What I love about you, John, is you not only travel the 80s old, but when God opens up a door for you to love people in your backyard that maybe wouldn't be a trip of the caliber where we need to bring thousands of people in, you decide to to take action. Um, what's going on in Kentucky right now, or what was going on in the last couple of weeks? Well, we have uh, had the challenge in this, this area in the last two weeks. We have had three tornadoes oh my God. in a 14-day really? period. Uh, none of them were the biggest one was an F1, and you know, I'll use some technical terms that I don't even understand. A couple of them were microbursts, where it just blows a, an area right. and leaves, but right. uh, a lot of tree damage down within 20, 30 miles of, of where I live. Well, as you know, and you've commented from time to time, there are a lot of eight days of hope volunteers within a 30-mile radius of Murray, Kentucky. So, you know... Every once in a while, you say, well, we're driving a 1,000 miles to go cut trees after a tornado or a hurricane. You know, this is 20 miles from our house. So we made some phone calls, and we've got a little organization called HIM, H-I-M with an arrow pointing up, that does work locally, builds right. handicap ramps, and some really, really good people volunteer with us. And uh, we got a crew together, and we started off about two weeks ago. We've had anywhere from eight-day, eight volunteers one day up to about 21 day wow. and we have i can actually i've got it laying in front of me we have now helped 21 families and spent about <laughs> oh, 300 hours uh <laughs> working cutting trees in the area love it and, love it love it eight days of hope is, and you know, go ahead john that's one of the things that people don't realize that Eight Days of Hope is responsible for, mm. because were there not for Steve Tiber and that a core group of of individuals that went after Katrina down and got all this started, this group would not even exist. Well, I, and, yeah, and, and and you and I both would be in agreement as Mike. You know, to God be the glory. Mm -hmm. I just find it amazing, Mike, mm -hmm. that these hundred eighty leaders sometimes they lead local leaders to to take on a local disaster that might not be in national news. And this is who John is. Yes, you know, John doesn't have to be on the front page of the paper or doing the TV interview, even though he's done some and he's very mm -hmm. good at it. Sure, but God has he's gifted these volunteers. And, and we have so many leaders in the state of Kentucky and Tennessee that very quickly they, they talk to one another. Hey, man, we have this going on here. Kind of like what happened in Tupelo, Mississippi a couple of weeks ago. Yep. A small tornado came in. 20 homes yep. were damaged. So some leaders of eight days old, we didn't do anything nationally on Facebook or Instagram, but they got together, they got some equipment, and they loved and served those in need.
Absolutely, and I can see how you and John are dangerous together because you, <laughs> you you know the numbers, the facts, and the figures. No, uh, but it's a good it's a good danger. It's not really dangerous, but you know it's beyond eight days of hope. John, you're that kind of guy that Amen. you know. Hey, there's the need, and I've got the the the, the goods to get it done. I'm going to get it done. Yeah, That's and, awesome. And, and he well, does. And he does. Now, if I could just, you know, I've got a mentor a little bit in this process trying to, to help me through these lines of retirement. And we made a really good plan, and then COVID kind of threw us a curve last year, so I had to extend it by a year. Uh, you know, it, it, we reach a time, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit older than Steve, but we were born in the same year. I don't think you've had your birthday yet this year, have no, you, Steve? No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> so right now I'm a year older than you. All right. But all uh, right. you will catch up this year. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. You know, John, um, and again, we got to go to break, but what I, Mike, what I love about John is, Again, he 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 he's he's not the professional roofer that's going to put on thirty squares on a roof. He's not going to probably weld two pipes together and, and do some work to fix. He can help, but he that's probably not his lane. Sure. That his car drives down the fastest. Right. Maybe not a good analogy, but but when God created John, He created him mm-hmm. very uniquely, and and that's why he's so important not only to the ministry of Eight Days of Hope, but for the kingdom because here he is now. He's a leader. He is mm-hmm. a leader. It's that sure. simple. He's one of the 180 leaders, volunteer leaders, eight days old, pays his own ways. He travels the whole country to serve with us, but making a, a, an impact in his own community. But what a legacy, Mike, that John is writing. And he's not doing it just so he can hold up his legacy, but he's going to make an impact to other people's lives that will affect generations to come. Absolutely. And, and folks, as you're listening today, I know you're hearing this. You're hearing John's heart. That Amen. He's skilled. You know, John, I go back to just your seven-year-old granddaughter giving you a kiss. I, 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 I heard the breaking in your voice sure. because it, there's a tender heart with a gifted man that is serving the, the body of Christ, and, and that's all it takes. Amen. Keep your heart like that. John, hang hang tight. We we have a couple more sure. questions for you. We're going to take a real quick break, uh, but thank you for joining us. Uh, if you're listening today and you're driving down a road in Iowa, we're so thankful that you're joining us today here in upstate New York, southern Ontario. Um, my name is Steve Tiber. Hang out with Mike Fiella, and we're talking to John Fuquay, one of the volunteer leaders of Eight Days of Hope. He's traveled the country to help those in need, not only those who have suffered damage because of a disaster, but also built homes for those rescued from sex trafficking. Yes. And, and when we come back from break, John, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But when we come back, we're going to be talking to John Fuquay here on Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope thanks Provia for their support. Provia is a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia combines automation with human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More information about the variety of products is available at Provia.com. That's P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope exists to love and serve those in need. Over the past 15 years, over 40,000 volunteers have served over 7,000 families after natural disasters. We've also renovated and rebuilt facilities to bring hope and healing to those rescued from sex trafficking. At Eight Days of Hope, we travel coast to coast in the name of Jesus to minister to the brokenhearted. For more information, as always, please visit our website, 8daysofhope.com. Eight Days of Hope is now located in three different areas around the country. 
Our national headquarters is located in Tupelo, Mississippi. Our Northeast satellite is in Buffalo, New York, and our Midwest satellite just opened up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. God has provided three facilities for us to respond on a moment's notice to love and serve those in need. We would love to add additional monthly partners as we continue to grow. If you're interested in supporting 8 Days of Hope, please click on the donate tab on our website at 8daysofhope.com. Please consider supporting 8 Days of Hope today. Maybe midnight or midday, never early, never late. He gon' stand by what he claimed, lived enough life to say. I heard your heart, I see your pain, out in the dark, out in the rain. Feel so alone, feel so afraid, I heard you pray. Toby Mac, help is on the way. Oh, yes. That's what people think when they hear about Eight Days of Hope, that help is on the help. way. Yes, and so is. I love that song by Toby. Awesome. Does a, awesome. He just keeps coming out hit after hit I'm after hit. You. And talk about some of the things he's been through. Oh, I know. You know I mean, yes. you know his history. but And yeah. to come out with a song like that is yes. just... Uh, it's heart-wrenching. It's, it is. It, it's encouraging. Yeah, Toby Mack is a Christian music artist, and um, he is probably the one of the few 50-year-old men that can <laughs> dance that way on a stage, because that dude can bring it. Oh, he yes. still He still can move. Those joints haven't caught up to him yet, but check out Toby Mack. Again, that song is called Help is on the Way. When families in need or ministries that are building facilities to provide hope to those rescued from sex trafficking, when they see John Fuquay pull up, our guest today, they mm-hmm. do think that help is on its way it's here john's here it's here i love it john you've helped out with some safe houses for those rescued from sex trafficking no matter where it's at what you've done what goes through your mind when you're traveling and you work at a facility knowing that for decades someone will be in that room or in that kitchen or in that living room why why are you drawn to that arm of the ministry of eight days of hope well steve it it goes back to uh you know, God tells us what we do for the least of his children, we do for him. And at no fault of their own, a lot of these women that are victims of sex trafficking are in that spot where they feel like the least of God's children, and they need somebody to love them. And if we can help build a place where somebody that knows what they're doing, that's been through it, can can love on these uh, these people and let them feel the love of God and let them know that they're important and, you know, help them feel good about themselves and get, get their lives turned around. And, uh, you know, I, I just think that's an awesome thing to do. And, you know, Steve, you hurt my feelings one sex trade industry because oh, no. you stood in – you stood in front of a group, and you looked out at the men that were in that group and said, you know, if it weren't for men, this would not be a problem. Mm. And, you know, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to tell a lot about my past, but I've traveled all over this country. I've done some things that probably most people wouldn't think a Christian would do. But the one thing I did was turn a blind eye to the problem of sex trafficking. 
you know, I I thought it was just oh, that's that's they're just nobody. That's just, that nobody's getting hurt out of that. Let's look the other direction. And being involved in some of this, and I'm involved in one of these locally here in West Kentucky. And when you actually get close to them, you realize that the women that are the victims of this, they're my daughter, they're my sister, they're right. my friend. They have gotten in a in a spot in life where they made some bad decisions, and that bad decision has spiraled. They've been taken advantage of, but but they're human beings that want somebody to love yeah, them, absolutely. and they're God's children. And if we can do anything to help eradicate that problem, if we can give them a safe house, a safe place, a counselor, then I'm all for it. I'll do whatever I can to help with that, and I'm so proud that that the group I'm involved with feels that same way. You know, people think that ATs Hope travels the country to help out after natural disasters, which is true, but this is a human disaster. And if you want to get involved with the ministry, you can email us. If you're if you're a, a skilled volunteer, you're a professional roofer, you're a handyman, handywoman, you can paint, you know how to put flooring down, you're, you you know how to do electrical work, email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com, safehouse at 8daysofhope.com. And just say, hey, I'm a skilled volunteer and I'd like to travel with you, let me know wherever you're going, and, and I'll come on one of your trips. It's free. We provide a place for you to sleep and eat. You're going to meet people like John and Mike and other leaders of 8 Days Hope from around the country. You'll be changed forever, and you'll have friends across the country because you'll become part of the 8 Days Hope family. Again, email us at safehouse at 8dayshope.com. And Mike, you always say, pray, volunteer, donate. Sure. If you can't volunteer, and maybe God hasn't gifted you in a way where you can make a donation because times are tough, you can pray, and Absolutely. prayer works. Absolutely. You'll see such a difference. And, you know, Steve, when it comes to praying, the exciting thing is it's two-way. It's two-way. You're, you're going to be praying for the ministry, but something's going to happen inside of you as a person because you're giving in that way. You're giving of your, your, if you're really just fervently praying. Amen. Open up your Bible. Get a scripture verse and say, I pray this over the leadership. I pray this over the volunteers. Pray over that city that they're in, Amen. and you'll see a great great difference. Pray for the ministry that we partner with. I mean, pray for, yes. you know, Elijah uh, House, Elijah Rising in Houston. Uh, you know, pray for Not Today, Frank and Linda Reich's ministry in Indianapolis, Indiana. Pray for the refuge in in uh, Texas. Pray for Mona's House in upstate Buffalo, New York. Pray. I mean, prayer works. John, you've traveled the country. You're in the food industry. So I've got to ask you a food question. <laughs> Got to do it because okay. we all we all like food. All the places you've traveled to with eight days of hope, uh, is there a food memory for the listener out there? <laughs> Something they like? Oh my gosh, this is really good. Have you experienced some food somewhere that you want to share with the world? I will. Uh, I, I have to tell two, so I'll keep them quick. <laughs> we're at one of the places, Steve. Okay. We were blessed to uh, use be part of a group called Rebuild Texas down in Houston. Yes. And we redid a house, and the lady that owned that house, and we redid it from start to finish, the lady that owned that house promised us, if we get a kitchen in here for us, she'll make us the best meal we ever, we've ever eaten. <laughs> now, she was a Hispanic lady, and I would have called them tamales. She didn't call them that. Okay. But I sat out in the front of her house and ate till I was miserable. <laughs> and I had been some of the best food I've ever eaten. Eight pounds of hope. And, you got to love it, man. Eight pounds of hope. And then my other one, and it was special from a couple of places. You know, my wife told me... Uh, a couple of years ago, she said, I feel like you have a family that I don't even know. Wow. And, you know, I thought about it for a few minutes, and I said, well, 
well, maybe you need to get to know them because I'd been <laughs> on go. all these trips and she had not. Her first true trip with Eight Days of Hope was to go to Buffalo two years ago. Oh, yes. Okay. Nice. And and she uh, had a had a really, really good time and is, is hooked on serving. She okay. served with me last week locally all virtually every trip. But we did venture down and have some true Buffalo wings. Oh, yeah. And, you know? Everybody yeah. needs to do that while they're in Buffalo, New York. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those were special. Nice. And, John, next week we're going to be announcing something that we're doing in Buffalo in July, not because of a natural disaster, but we're going to be working with 60 different churches and leading volunteers, not only from Western New York but from around the country. And that's going to be announced, uh, I think, Friday. So next Friday, John, uh, the world will find out what we're doing here in Iowa in August. It's looking like we're going there to help out with the Derocho. We'll figure that out in the next two weeks. And also our next safe house, John, is in South Dakota in September. So uh, as you know, we travel the country and there's a lot of opportunities. But, yeah, those wings in Buffalo, uh, so, Mike, there, there's that's. Um, so, John, hmm. what Steve is saying, you and Jan have a formal invite to Buffalo <laughs> yeah, for Mike, some more wings. Mike's going to buy you the wings this time, right? <laughs> yeah. How's oh, that? Hey, that sounds good. Why not? Why not? John, we only got a minute left uh, or two, but uh, real quick, if if you were able to speak to the listener out there who's never been on a missions trip, they've never ventured out from their house because that's for someone else to do. Mm. Con- not necessarily convince, but share why the listener today listening uh, in uh, Nevada or in Pennsylvania should take a step of faith and come alongside and serve with Eight Days of Hope. Because it will change your life forever. And the way to use the term, we go to bless somebody and we wind up being the one blessed. But the, the, the secondary blessing out of this comes from the family and friendship that you build. Some of, uh, okay. some of the people that I consider my very best friends in the world, Steve Tiber included, are the people that I've met on missions trip, in particular, eight days of hope trips. And I'll take it a step further. Not only volunteer, but if if you're a business leader out there, partner with this organization or one like it, and it's unbelievable the gifts you will get back for partnering with that. Uh, you know, it's it's just a great investment in, in humankind. That's rich. That's good stuff, John. Well, John, we uh, we love you. We can't wait to see you uh, again. Not exactly sure what date and where and when, but I know God knows that. But uh, so is retirement coming from you for you, John? At some point, because I mean, th- this keeps going on and on, doesn't it? It does, but sometimes you have to draw that line. I, know. I cannot tell you the date, but I can tell you the next board meeting of our company, which we're required to have one in 2021, right. will be my last day as president of Allegro. Uh, well, well, we'll be praying for you during that transition. I left as a corporate leader. Uh, you know, you work all these years to get to that uh, fancy title and fancy you know job you know that the world looks at. But I know that you've impacted thousands of employees over the years, customers sales reps uh, for Allegro and and just so thankful for your leadership. We can't let him go, Mike, without praying for That's this right. guy. He is so talented and gifted. And John, I'll say this, but you're also humble. I've met people right. who are gifted, who love Jesus. They just haven't gone to that humble route yet. Yes. Um, but I just want to applaud you publicly because uh, you've got a great heart and we're better We're better because you're part of our team, mm-hmm. John. So, so thank you so much for being a leader for, for Eight Days of Hope. But Mike, please pray for John and his family and, and his transition. 
All of that that Steve just said, Father, we thank you for John. We thank you for his giftings. We thank you for his heart. Yes. Such a blend of, 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 of talent and Jesus in his life. We thank you for John and for Jan and, and his in, entire family. Now, Father, there is a transition coming. You knew. You know the time. You know the hour. Give him a peace. Give him favor with his company when he makes announcements. Yes, and Lord. God, thank you for the impact that he's making through Eight Days of Hope and further and beyond that. That yes. Lord, the, the fiber and the fabric of Eight Days of Hope is already in John's heart. And that's loving and serving people and serving Jesus. Continue to bless him physically, financially, spiritually, uh, in every way. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Mike. John, we love you. Say hi to your bride. And uh, we hope to see you later this year and um, be praying for you as you continue to minister in Kentucky as well. So thank you so much for joining us today. We love you guys and just keep doing the good work. John Fuquay. Thank you, brother. God bless you, man. John Fuquay, one of the leaders of Eight Days of Hope. A big shot with a big time corporation. And yet, um, you know, the way he walks and the way he leads uh, doesn't come across as a big shot. You know, it, it amazes me, Steve. All right, he's still, like you just said, a big shot in a big corpor- corporation setting. But then there's 31-plus trips that he's taken with Eight Days of Hope. And I'm thinking, how does a guy find a time to do that? But then you start looking into his life and into his heart and into his passion and, and, and servant's heart that he has. You know, that's how many people at Eight Days of Hope are like this. Those are the folks yeah. that are just... God is using in a powerful way. And it's not so much that he got up one day and said, I'm this kind of guy. No, sure. he answered the call of God. Answer the call. I think it was the third trip that I realized that what John did in the corporate world, because I too was a corporate leader. And like John, I had, quote, a fancy title. and um, But it, it wasn't like, hey, I'm John and I'm right. the vice president or president of the company. And, you know, we do $500 million a bit. I mean, he didn't do all that. He just said, hey, my name's John. My friend Ron here wants to get his hair shaved to raise some money. Are you game? I mean, that didn't take me any time to pray about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we well, want to do let's that. Let's do it, yeah. And, and start shaving his head, raise money. What, what a great memory. But you could hear his voice. He just That's got it. the heart for the brokenhearted. And today, if you're listening, maybe you're, maybe you have a fancy title, and maybe you're a doctor or a teacher, a uh, stay-at-home mom. Uh, maybe you're a contractor, a plumber electrician, you're a college student, maybe you're a teenager and you're trying to convince your parents to go on an eight days of hope trip. We know that we're going to be doing something in Buffalo, New York in July. We'll announce next week. We're going to be doing something in Iowa, most likely in August um, in Cedar Rapids. It looks like we're, well, we are going to be building a safe house for those rescued from sex trafficking in South Dakota in September. Meanwhile, whenever there's a disaster, and there'll be plenty of disasters, I hate to say it, but it's true, between now and then that we'll be going and serving as well. Please join us. Go to 8daysofhope.com, submit your email address, and we'll let you know the next time God opens up a door for you and us to serve together. Sure. And remember, uh, you hear this every broadcast, your life will be changed. I believe that you know. there's someone out there that you're... You're longing for that change. Yeah. What's my purpose? Yeah. What's my what's my with everything that's going on? You'll find it. You'll find it because it's that's how God works, and He'll work through you in you. Volunteer. Get your name in the system. Yeah, and I also like what John said. And maybe it's not eight days of hope. We're not. We're not sure. all that, and then some. Sure. Right. We're an imperfect organization led by imperfect leaders. However, 
We love and serve the brokenhearted, and we try to do it in excellence unto the Lord. But there's other great organizations out there. Find one. Find one you get plugged into and, and, and be a difference maker. Don't sit there in the sidelines, in the grandstands, watching life play out. You know, find a way, pray, volunteer, donate. Go to the website, 8dayshope.com to make a donation. You can mail a check to our P.O. Box, P.O. Box 3208, Tupelo, Mississippi, 38803. Mike, we only have a couple of minutes. Thinking back to John Fuquay's conversation today, what kind of struck a nerve or what, as we leave the studio, what are you going to be thinking through as you drive home? I want to be as humble as a, as a man like, like he is mm. because he had every natural right to say, hey, you know, and walk around with a, an overconfidence, I'll say it that way. Yeah, bouncing and, a step, right, yeah, I got it. You know, you know what it's like in yeah. walking in that realm, making that money and doing it. But humility, I want to be more like John. Hmm. And, uh, you know, just, and, and let Jesus just, all right, like even, even us, oh, you're, you're Steve and you're Mike and you're on the show and you're this. No, I'm Mike. I'm <laughs> right, just Mike. Right. You know, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Yeah, Pray I, for me. I am yeah. so imperfect. Like him, I've got a wife that keeps me on a straight oh, and narrow. Oh, yeah, she does. i got grandkids that give me a kiss and yeah. break my heart. And sure. I want, that's that's who we are. That's who mm. we want to be. I, I, I love his heart. I really love his heart. Yeah. One of the 180 leaders. Again, if you go to the website, 8dayshope.com, click on the leadership tab under who we are. And you'll see John's name, but you'll see 180 names in like 31 states, <laughs> yeah. New Mexico and California and Florida and New York and everywhere in between. So thankful for the leaders and volunteers of Eight Days of Hope. I want to go over the calendar real quick. Again, we only got a couple minutes left, but on June 1st, which is right around the corner, what, nine days from now, 10 days from now, we're going to do our quarterly conference call and you're invited. Um, on June 1st at 8 Eastern at night, 8 p.m., you can call this number and you'll hear a 10-minute presentation and then you can ask any question you want about the ministry. It's 888-231-5462. That's June 1st. On June 11th and 12th, we'll be in the western part of the state of Iowa. So if you live in Sioux Falls, in South Dakota, or in Cedar Rapids, Des Moines, Iowa, and if you're going to the Christian Music Festival Rise Fest, we'll be out there sharing more about Eight Days of Hope. Check us out. Uh, come by our booth. In late July, uh, we're going to be announcing something in Buffalo, New York, where we're going to serve with the local church, helping families in needs, and that's going to be in late July. We'll announce that next Friday uh, will be our press conference. We're excited about that. In August, we'll be in Cedar Rapids, we believe. Uh, we should know more in two weeks, but it looks like we're going to try to do something to help out families who had uh, damage from the Derocho last year. In September, Call to Freedom is the name of the ministry in South Dakota, We'll be building a safe house for those rescued from sex trafficking and more. Again, stay tuned to 8dayshope.com. I know you're shaking your head. How do you keep it all straight? I, I'll tell you what, <laughs> my head is kind of spinning sure. today, but so thankful for you and John and the leaders, the people who pray for the ministry, volunteer and donate. Mike, thank you so much for hanging out today. I enjoy these Saturdays. Thanks for having me. And just thanks for all the listeners, all the volunteers and, and what God is doing through Eight Days of Hope and many other organizations also. I want to thank our listeners out in the Carolinas. We get some nice notes from those listening in North Carolina and South Carolina. So thankful for you and all those 
who find time to listen. If you've missed past broadcasts, this is your first one, go to our website, 8dayshope.com, click on the media tab, and you can listen to last podcast, kind of like what John shared about a minute ago. Father, we thank you for this morning. Mm-hmm. Thank you for John. I thank you for Mike, and I thank mm-hmm. you for WDCX in upstate New York and American Family Radio yes. around the country for getting the word out about what you are doing through this mm-hmm. ministry of Eight Days of Hope. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Love you, brother. See you next week. Thank you for hanging out. You've been listening today to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from Eight Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.